Welcome back to the WRSU crew. Chris Akonis and Jake Schmid here with Richie Schneiderite of the Night Report. Richie, thanks for coming on. So the NCAA said that voluntary workouts can resume on campuses starting on June 1st. Could we potentially see Rutgers athletes return to campus in the month of June? Uh, you know, that that's a real tough one. Uh, personally, if you want my personal opinion, I don't think they'll return to Rutgers. Yeah. I think uh, with everything going on, especially New Jersey being a hot zone and everything, I think that it's going to take a little bit longer than that to get student athletes on campus, especially in New Jersey. But uh, one thing that someone actually brought up on the board recently that I thought was an interesting idea is to have like a voluntary camp or workouts at on a different state. Since we're so close to Pennsylvania, we're so close to New York, we're so close to Delaware, Maryland, so et cetera, et cetera. So I thought that would be an interesting idea, and I'm, I'm sure there's probably ways to work around this. But like like I said, with New Jersey being one of those hot zones, hot spots for the coronavirus, it, I just I can't see it happening for June for at least for Rutgers. But I, does it give them a disadvantage? Yes. But at the same time, it's all about safety of the players and the students. And you got to be uh, safe at the end of the day. Kind of switching over to the recruiting aspect uh, this week, the 2021 class, uh, Desmond uh, Igden, Newson, and linebacker Austin Dean uh, committed. Uh, what should Rutgers fans know about that? Um, I guess starting with Desmond, Desmond's an interesting prospect. He actually uh, – we had him rated as a wide receiver, I want to say, as early as two to three weeks ago. And uh, we ended up switching up over to athlete. He's coming in as a hybrid safety linebacker type. I, eventually, he will be a linebacker pretty much. He's kind of like one of those uh, weak baron type guys. He's, he's an interesting prospect. He's very athletic. He's very tall. He's very lengthy, which makes me think why he's probably going to end up at linebacker eventually as soon as he puts on that weight in the strength and conditioning room at Rutgers. Um, yeah, he's, he's just a – He's a really intriguing prospect from Union. He's fast. He's speedy. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how he'll develop at linebacker because it doesn't seem like he really has a nose for the ball just yet. But obviously stuff like that's kind of very teachable and you can fix that up a little bit. Um, who, I, who, who's the other guy that you said you guys mentioned? Oh, uh, Austin. Austin, Austin I forgot. It's been so crazy with recruiting. <laughs> Hard to keep track of all of these names. But uh, yeah, Austin's an intriguing one too. He's um, he's a little more of an unknown. Um, I've I've just gone based off film, obviously, because I can't get down there to Florida to watch him play. But uh, Shiano knows him very well. Shiano coached at Berkeley after Tampa Bay as like a volunteer assistant type, so he knows all those Berkeley prep kids. Anyone that goes through that school, he'll know. He'll probably recruit most likely. Um, he's he's an inside linebacker. He's. He has a couple edge tapes, which, I, I mean, I get it at the high school level. He can get away with that. It's not going to happen at the college level or collegiate level. Um, he, he, it's nothing crazy. He doesn't do anything impressive. Just a very sound, fundamental linebacker. Uh, overall, a decent get, though. Rutgers also got a big addition to the quarterback room with Nebraska grad transfer Noah Vidral. How do you see Vidral fitting in with the offense? I think he'll be the starter. I think he'll earn the job. After talking to Gleason last week, you guys probably saw the quotes everywhere. He wants to snap the ball every 15 seconds. Is a pro-style guy like Art going to pull that off? Maybe, you could say. I was I watched Verdal's tape or Verdal's tape a couple times. The best comparison that someone – or best analogy that someone gave me is he's the point guard of the offense. He's very fundamentally sound. He's not going to throw crazy deep balls. He's not going to do anything insane. Very – 
fundamentally sound. He'll hit the he'll hit the accurate passes and intermediate routes and stuff like that. Um, and then the, the mobility factor. When you have an offensive line that struggles, as Rutgers has in the couple past couple of years, you're going to need a mo- mobile quarterback, and it's going to help the offensive line look a little bit a little bit better. And uh, yeah, I mean, I really think he's the guy at the end of the day. Kind of switching back to rec- recruiting, uh, Shiano's been uh, on the recruiting trail, and he's been getting a couple recruits every other week. It seems like uh, at this point, who are the big targets for Shiano? Uh, you talking remaining targets? Remaining targets? Yeah, remaining I'd say, targets. Um, obvious. The, the the two major ones in the state would be Gino Vandemark, the offensive lineman out of uh, St. Joe's Montvale, and running back Audric Estime out of St. Joe's. They have a really, really good shot with both of them, especially with Augie Hoffman now on staff as a running backs coach. For those that don't know, Augie Hoffman was the former head coach of St. Joe's Montvale. Uh, they're both very, very, very good players. They're both high four stars. I think we have them both ranked in the top 200, top 180 around that area. Um, so those are the top two guys in state right now. Other guys to watch would be um, offensive slash defensive lineman Ryan Keeler out of uh, <clears throat> Nazareth Academy out in Illinois. He's a very high three-star recruit. He'll probably eventually be a four-star. If it, well, if I had my choice, he'd be a four-star already. But he uh, very good lineman. He's probably better suited for the offensive side of the ball. But Rutgers likes him on defense. And uh, I'm trying to think who else. Elijah Fuentes out of Cardinal Hayes, a big defensive tackle that could just stuff the middle a little bit. He's one to watch. Um, but yeah, but overall, they've, they've done a heck of a job. Um, I, I got to give credit to not just Gianno, but Coach Panagos has been killing it on the recruiting trail lately. They're, they have, I want to say, three, four defensive linemen already, and he's, he's had some uh, very good ones so far. How is Coach Gianno and his staff adjusting their approach on the recruiting trail without the ability to host campus visits and travel with recruits? I kind of mentioned before, they've been doing a lot of virtual visits. You, you guys have probably seen them on social media and stuff like that. But the, the most interesting part about Rutgers versus the, I guess, the rest of the NCAA when it comes to virtual visits, Rutgers has done a three-part virtual visit. So they'll kind of keep your attention for a couple, they'll separate it in between a couple of weeks. So like one part will be all about the campus and one part will be all about the facilities and one part will be all introductions. And then like they'll, they'll, they'll all kind of have a couple separate parts. They'll have, um, so for example, if you're a wide receiver, <clears throat> you'll talk to wide receivers, coach Taekwon Underwood, break down a little bit of film, probably the player's films, sometimes other films. Um, then you'll talk to Sean Gleason, the OC. Then you'll talk to the strength and conditioning coach and he'll kind of introduce himself and tell him, tell you about what he wants you to do what he, what he thinks you could do and so on and so on stuff like that i just found the biggest thing is is that it, it's so interesting that they broke it down into three giant parts instead of cramming all that information and at one like most schools have been doing recently cliff omarui announcing his commitment to Rutgers in the spring it was a big get for steve peichel and his uh squad and omarui talked about feeling the need to be closer to home <laughs> Could we see that becoming a trend among New Jersey recruits in the next few uh, in regards classes? to basketball or football? I think you kind of I guess kind of both. a little bit in regards to football. Um, I want to say, what is it, eight, nine Jersey kids so far in this 15-, uh, 16-person class? Um, yeah, so, I mean, you're going to see that a lot now. I think kids are starting to realize, like, hey, I don't have to go too far away, and especially if, God forbid, knock on wood, something like this was ever happen again, they, they're going to want to be close to home. I think you're, you'll see that a lot more, and you'll see you've seen kids say it. And then, uh, regard in regards to Cliff, if this 
doesn't happen, if this does, if this didn't happen, would he still go to Rutgers? Yes, but I wouldn't be as confident saying so. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, it's it's definitely an interesting outlook on life, and it gives uh, kids a different perspective now that this has happened. And Sean Gleason, the new offensive coordinator from Oklahoma State, said that he wants to run a really up-tempo offense. And I just kind of want to get your thoughts on how the current personnel fits in with that vision. I know people are always going to bring up Marringer. They're always going to bring up Drew Marringer's time here and say, hey, look, he tried doing the, the fast-paced offense. And what was it, three runs out, three runs out, three three runs out, or two runs a pass out. And uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think Rutgers – has recruited enough guys because they uh, they put it like this: the clearest thing they want is speed. They want to be as fast as possible and just be faster than their opponent. And I think they've added a couple guys that can do that already. I think you have Bo Melton who could easily fit into a spread type offense. You have Aaron Krukshank uh, who's gonna I think fit better than most, if if not any other transfer at this point. And then uh, yeah, Noah Virgil Virgil. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it yet, but uh, you add him into the mix, and I, I think you're going to add a couple, a little bit more speed there. And uh, you'll see a fast-paced offense, but after talking to Sean Gleason the other day, <clears throat> he knows he can't afford to go three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, or whatever. And uh, I think he understands – he's done it before. He's done it at Oklahoma State. He's done it – I know people don't like to use Princeton as an example because they're an Ivy League, but he put up one of the highest-scoring offenses in Ivy League history – or FCS history, I think it was, or one of the two. But uh, I think they have some of the pieces right now. They're probably missing a couple on the offensive, among the offensive line. But uh, like I said before, with Noah Vedrill back there, I think you can kind of mask a little bit of their flaws with uh, a mobile, mobile quarterback. What kind of packages can we expect to see from defensive coordinator Rob Smith? He's another guy we talked to the other day. Uh, he, Chris actually asked him on the uh, conference call, teleconference call, uh, basically – what kind of offense are you going to run? Are you going to run 4-3 like you did in the past? Are you going to run a 3-4? Uh, what, what's the kind of the scheme there? And his kind of his answer was pretty much it depends on what the offense is running, but he's open to basically everything. It's going to be a multiple-type defense. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to have that edge rusher at times. He's going to have that edge rusher go back in coverage at times too, which was a little intriguing considering how uh, Chris Ash used Kamoko Toure a couple of years ago. Uh, but yeah, I, overall it's, it's going to be an interesting defense. I think he's going to stick with mostly a four, three, but I can't guarantee that without, <laughs> without seeing any spring practice. So it's, it's really hard to say at this point. Ultimately, do you see the season starting on time? Cause I, well, put, at the, put it like this. I can't answer that technically because I am in no way qualified to answer that, but I do think there will be a season. Uh, there's been some interesting ideas floated around. One was, uh, Rutgers doesn't play any home games. You just play every game away. And uh, is it going to hurt ticket sales? Yes, but I, I don't know. It's so it's so tough nowadays with this whole coronavirus. It, I think our whole world's in for a different cha- uh, whole culture shock, I guess. It's going to be a different world afterwards, even when this whole thing cleans up. Thanks, Richie. That was Richie Schneiderite of the Night Report joining us on The Crew to talk Rutgers football. More to come on the other side of this break. This is The Crew on 88.7 WRSU-FM, New Brunswick.